Hello, welcome to Deserve Speaks. On this week's episode of Deserve Speaks, we'll feature a talk entitled Fraud Protection. We're going to present it to you in a two-part series, so it's going to start this week, and then next week we'll present you with part two of that series. Um, I am just so elated to be sharing this with you guys. Um, After all these years, it was presented back in 2014, July 4th weekend, the very first installment of our Deserve Conference series, Um, and Pastor Jason Anthony Bolshin joined us and presented this talk. I gave him um, the title and the premise of the workshop of the session and he ran with it. It is so good. So enjoy part one this week and be sure to tune in next week to hear uh, part two. I hope you enjoy. So now I'm going to have J. Anthony Bulgin. <laughs> J. Anthony. <laughs> Hallelujah. To come up now and just bless us um, with his testimony of how God walked him through the process of living his truth. Amen. Amen. Good afternoon, everyone. So, I'm Jason. Hi. And uh, I'm here because um, I believe in uh, I believe in I believe that God gives people visions, and when He gives people when He births something in someone. It's not my job as someone around them to necessarily ask questions. If I, let's put it this way. We as, as, as people are supposed to surround ourselves with, with persons who are like-minded, forward, progressive. Amen? Can we agree with that? We're not going to align ourselves with people who are um, sub necessarily below and it, it may sound harsh but you don't you don't seek after what's beneath you it usually comes pulling at you what's beneath you you don't see necessarily seek after it so in my relationship with Greg I see that God has placed awesome visions in him and it's my job as his friend or as a believer to, to support and do as he says to support his vision, to move his vision forward, as he would do with me because we are like-minded and we're moving forward. And each of us has a role to play in the vision. 
Now, if he is unfaithful with his vision, if he is unfaithful with what God has placed in him, you suffer. Each of you here suffers, and each of you is connected to someone else. So when he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, we all suffer. And it's an exponential effect where it just snowballs, snowballs when we're not faithful with, with what God has given us to do. So before I start anything, I just want to thank each of you for being faithful with the vision God has placed in you and how he placed you here. As a lot of you said, you were sent here. So I want to commend you for being faithful, being, being obedient, and coming to where you felt you needed to be. And I want to commend Greg for putting... <laughs> I want to commend Greg for, for trusting, trusting the plan and not the resources, trusting the plan and not, not the plan on paper, just trusting it, just trusting that it would come together. Right. It's got to start somewhere. It's got to start somewhere. And a lot of us, okay, let's stay with this. What's the topic again? <laughs> Fraud protection. That's my job. Fraud protection. All right. Fraud protection. All right. Greg mentioned that uh, I had a book, and he, I guess he saw this. He saw me in this position to speak on this topic. So we were rapping about it, and he, uh, this is the book, the first book, because I'm speaking more into the existence. So this is 25 and counting. This had, this, I released this, what, two years, 2012. And a little background about it. It was birthed out of, uh, accident experience that I had where I was um, in a tragic, ac a, just a horrific accident, thrown out of the car, um, ended up on the wrong side of the highway, laid out the road, unconscious, late at night. And um, from day two in the hospital, I started to write down what I was feeling. And at that point in my life, I was at a point where um, I was in search of something new, something deeper where life, I was tired of the routine, where the routine where we get up every week, we go to church, or we, we go to work every day, just the routine of life. Anyone just feel like there's just a routine? Okay, I know what I'm going to I wake up, brush my teeth, I go eat breakfast, I get on the road and do what I have to do. It's just a routine. Every day is the same thing. Every week is the same thing over and over. And I was tired of the routine. I felt I was I wasn't tapping into my purpose, if you please. I wasn't tapping into... I wasn't even scratching the surface of the vision God had placed in me. And there's a, there's a lot of us here who are, God has placed some awesome things in us, and we're not even scratching the surface at it. We're so wrapped up in the routine and, the, and being comfortable in where we are, being comfortable in that situation that we, we, we forget the vision. We, we leave out. We just, we just neglect it, straight out neglect it. So that's where I was. And I was in search of something, something deeper, something something better. So I started to write, and the recovery process for me was, was like healing, transformation. It was just an awesome process. I started to write down how I was feeling and, and everything I was going through, and, and the awesome thing that God did, he, he healed me in a miraculous way. So I had, I fractured like this side of my face. There's like plates and screws all in this side of my face. There, I fractured two ribs, punctured my lung. I had a, my leg was like out to here. No lie. I couldn't walk on my own. I was, 
when I that first day in the hospital, I was like, I was afraid that I, I was going to look really bad for the rest of my life. Because uh, you get to that point where, okay, you wake up, you're alive, and then you look at yourself and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> Am I going to look like this the rest of my life? So I, I, was, I was nervous for a little bit. But then I got, I got the, I had to switch my perspective. I had to take a... I had to take a step back and look at everything. Okay, I'm here, I'm breathing, so I can still fight. I can still push. And that was my process. I had to fight to, to be happy in where I was, knowing that there was still more for me to do. God had placed some things in me, and in spite of my current situation where I was in a hospital bed, looking a mess, face fractured, could barely speak, bit through my lip, just a mess, I had to trust the vision he placed in me. And a lot of us are not able to trust the vision he has placed in us because of our current position. Our current position is so far away from <laughs> what he's shown us that we're, we're so discouraged and we, 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 we feel the need to just give up, if you please. Yeah, give up. We've given up on the vision because it's so far separated from what he's shown us. And we don't know how, we don't know what, we don't know, we don't have any of the answers. You don't have any of the answers. So I started chronicling this process, the healing process, just writing it out. And this book basically, he said it to me. I, did, I didn't even see it until he said it. But it, um, it, it goes through me reclaiming my identity. It goes through me... Um, coming into what God envisioned me. Image. There's this acronym for image. I-M-A-G-E. Imagine me as God envisioned. You write that down. Image. Imagine me as God envisioned. And that's, that's what this is all about. We need to, God desire, as he explained, God, he desires for us to have so much but if we don't get in line with his, with his sight, with his vision, we're lost. And we'll feel like we're, we're just churning, churning our wheels for nothing. We'll feel like we have no purpose. We have no, we're not at peace. And that's where I was. I wasn't at peace in what I was doing. I was doing a lot, but I wasn't at peace. And, oh, that's a horrible feeling. You, you, you feel like you'll, you'll hit a mark here. You'll, you'll accomplish something there. You'll accomplish something there. But... You're not at peace. You just feel empty. There's something missing, something missing. You can do all that you, you can score the winning basket in game, but if you're not in the will of God, you're not at peace. You can sell a million records, and if you're not in the will of God, you're not at peace. You can <laughs> have a house on a hill, drive the fanciest car, Everything is paid for. You don't, have to, you don't even have to charge anything. Everything is paid for. And if you're not in the will of God, you're not at peace. And that's such an uncomfortable feeling because you just feel like every night when you go to sleep, it's just uh, tossing and turning, wondering, what am I doing wrong? And you feel, I mean, the things that you could be doing could be great. You could be, you could be feeding 5,000. But if it's not in the will of God, you could be doing all the right in the world. Some of us feel that it's okay to just to be good. 
just to be a good guy, just to be a good person, just to be, just to exist and be a good, genuine, happy person. No, no problems, no, no riffraff or anything like that, but it's not enough. When you're not walking in the will, you'll still go to sleep feeling empty. You'll still go to sleep feeling empty. All right, so let's dig some more into this. So when, as, a, as a young kid, so this is back to fraud protection. As a young kid, what I used to do was <laughs> I used to, um, I started going to clubs maybe around 14, 15, and you can't get in until you're about 18, 19. So what I had to do was I had to scratch off my license and my, uh, my ID to change the age. I had a friend who was old. I was always the youngest one in the group. So I had a friend who was older, dark skin, same face structure. So I used his for until I got my permit, and I was able to scratch mine out so it looked more like me. So I used to sit up at night. You dip the license in hot water, <laughs> and you take one of those these uh, art tools and you little pick at <laughs> you pick at it, pick at the little uh, the edges of it. Cause I'm born in '86. She's okay. She needs to know this. I'm born in '86. So it's easy to change a six into a zero. So you scratch out the center and you just get the, the thin, the thin Sharpie, the very, the, you can't use any Sharpie. It's gotta be the, th the very fine, the fine Sharpie. And you have to take the magnifier and just very lightly dab it, dab it, dab the circle, just to form the, form the zero. I was very good at it. I had friends coming to me to get theirs done. I mean, I was good. But the thing, when I, when I thought about this fraud protection, I was a fake. I was walking into places <laughs> under false pretenses. I wasn't <laughs> I was walking into places pretending that I was someone who I was not. I was a fraud. I was going there to have fun. I was going there to live it up and you know, this is the life, but I'm a fraud. I wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> See, I wanted access to places and spaces that were not meant for me. And I gave others the same access. I gave others the same access to these places and spaces that, were, that we weren't supposed to be in. Did that touch anybody? Are we giving, let's put it on, are we giving, are we enabling, let's use that, are we enabling people to be in places and spaces where they're not supposed to be? Just because, so if Greg was, was throwing a party if Greg was throwing a party um, at a club and he called me to be there, knowing that, knowing what I do, what I stand for, <laughs> he'd be a fraud for putting me in a place, putting me in a position or bringing me into a position where, I'm not where he knows I'm not supposed to be because of my calling. And some of us wreck... Some of us have vision to recognize the calling on others around us. But we still neglect to push them or put them in places or spaces where they're supposed to be. We pull them where we want them. So I know you play the piano, but I'm going to put you in a position to only be able to sit behind the drum set. But you play the piano. I see you play the piano. I, I hear you tell me you play the piano. I, I've seen you play the piano, but when you're in my company, 
you're a drummer. There's some people, <laughs> there's some people that are in your circle that are putting you outside of your <laughs> called position. And we're allowing them to do it. Because we don't, know, we don't believe in the vision God has given us ourselves. So we allow others to place us in positions that just, yeah, to dictate where we should be. Because we haven't aligned ourselves where, <laughs> we haven't aligned ourselves in the vision. We're going to keep moving. <laughs> Good. Mm. Like Greg said, we are created to be more than we have allowed ourselves to be. We're living in the shadow of a lie. We're living in the shadow of a lie. Some of us are living in the shadow of a lie. And it took me a long time to get to a place where, where I had to start creating my own, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, in school, we had to, I did education in, in undergrad, and we had a philosophy, creating our own philosophy of what life is. And some of us, we've read books, we, we understand this is this, that is that, and we, we formed our philosophy based on someone else's. And we are all, can we agree that we are all inspired beings? We all have a conscious, right? So there's something in us that is not controlled by anything around us. There is something in us that is not controlled by anything around us. However, we allow what's around us to control what's in us. Which then dictates how we act, how we move, how we interact. <laughs> Living in the shadow of a lie. And this all just feeds into the lie, feeds into... <laughs> feeds into this facade and, 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 and puts on <laughs> this just shameful, this just darkness. We're just living in darkness, living in the shadow of this lie. So through, through this book and through this, this process, I was able to reclaim who I was. And it wasn't easy. Some feel that when you, you, you are working in or operating in what you're called to do in your vision, it's, it's smooth sailing, you're always happy. No, 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 it's tough. Like I can call, <laughs> any day of the week I can call, call up one of my friends and we can just go, go in on how hard it is. Like we have feelings about, I know I'm supposed to do this, I know I'm, I'm, I'm called to do this, but it's hard and I just want to give up. But... <laughs> When God has placed a vision in you, it's not, it's not attainable. It's not attainable by your own power, by your own strength. In no ways has, if he's given you something that you're able to accomplish by yourself, it's not necessarily, I wouldn't say it's from him. He gives us things that are bigger than what we can comprehend. He gives us things that are outside of our, <laughs> outside of our, our grasp. So if I can reach up and grab it and say, I did it, it's not from God. We have to get, <laughs> in order to get to my vision, there has to be something that happens that is outside of my, my scope of reach. Someone has to come my way. 
something miraculous has to happen because God does not work in the ordinary. He does not work in, in a realm where, yeah, it's easy going. If it, was, it was, if it was ordinary, it'd be easy. If it was ordinary, we could see it. If it was ordinary, we could understand it and we wouldn't be discouraged because we could, we could just do it. It would just be that easy. But God operates in, in, in a realm where he operates in the extraordinary. So we have to believe outside of what we've seen. We have to believe outside of what we know, what we've learned. We have to believe outside of that in order to get to that final purpose, get to or accomplish the vision that he's placed in us. Amen? All right. So fraud protection. (laughs) So Greg told me about this, and I'm like, how am I going to approach this? So I started to look up different types of fraud. Who deals with money? Anyone a money person? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so there's different types of fraud. Um, and I went through the list, and I was like, and it was just jumping out at me. Like, I was reading this stuff on financial stuff, money stuff, um, and life was just popping out at me. And that, when you are... <laughs> when you are, when God is speaking to you, when God is talking to you, when he has placed something on your heart, it doesn't matter what it is, everything around you will speak to you. Everything around you will start to align in what he's telling you. So I'm sitting up here. And I know what I'm supposed to be, supposed to do. And I see a balloon on the floor. Somehow, there's a message in that balloon for my purpose. <laughs> there's a message in that balloon for my, there's some, anything that you can look at, it's anything that you can see in this realm, in, on earth. If you're searching, if you're looking for that next level, if you're tired of be, the mediocrity, if you're tired of that, Anything that you align yourself with, you will find, <laughs> you'll find your purpose in it. it will, there will be that eureka moment, that oh my moment, where it'll be like, why didn't I know this? Why didn't I understand this? So you don't necessarily, God, some of us want God to just show up and say it. And we're blind to the things that he's placed in our path. We want... We want it our way. What's it? That's, that's bur- have it your way? That's Burger King. We want, it, we want to have it our way. How we want it, when we want it. We live in that instantaneous society where we want everything now, the microwave society, where everything needs to be now, now, now. And we're not willing, we're not willing to, to roll up our sleeves and put a little work in. We just want the end result. We want the, <laughs> what was I watching? I was watching something but about certain um, stars who, who get into a certain, who get to this certain, this level where they're, they're in front of everyone, they're, they're uh, Allen Iverson, that's who it was. Allen Iverson, when he was playing basketball, <laughs> when he was playing basketball, he had that thug mentality, right? And in order to... When he got drafted, 
in high school, he had the, all those problems. He got arrested and blah, blah, blah. When he got drafted, he had to, in order to get paid, in order to get his money, when he got drafted, he didn't come dressed in, <laughs> in his thug garb. He didn't come in his, his chains, his bandana, his fitted, his baggy clothes. What did he come in? A suit. He dressed the part to get paid. And then he went back to the thug garb once he got paid. Fraud. Fraud. He put on a suit that wasn't him in order to get the contract that he wanted, played the part, and then as soon as he got paid, signed on the dotted line, he went back to who he really was. Some of us have put on the garb of our vision. <laughs> I'm going to flip it. Some of us have put on the garb of our vision, <laughs> but times have gotten hard or something has come up and we've reverted to the comfortable fitting clothing, the baggy clothing where they can't see the hard times. They can't, we can, <laughs> it's like a, a cloak that's just, that's shadowed over us where they can't see that, that we're starving. They can't see, the, you know when, you're, when you, you see those hungry people and you just see their ribs? We're afraid to show the process. <laughs> we're afraid to show that it's hard to get to certain positions. We're, we're afraid to show that. So we, we've, we've, put on the, the, we've put on the garb of, of success. And this garb of success has gotten us in certain places. <laughs> this garb of success has gotten us in certain places. And when we've got there, we've continued to, to, to put on this facade of who we are. Neglecting how we got there. Neglecting the process of how we got there. And it, 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 and it, it paints a picture of, of us being fraud. Because <laughs> how is someone supposed to look at this picture of us now and understand, <laughs> and understand what it took to get there? If we are so close to who we were <laughs> and where we've come from, if we're so close-minded to that and all of our, our experiences, if we are so blind to it and, and we don't see how it aligns with, with what God has for us tomorrow, then we, we've lost a whole generation of people. Because all this generation now is looking for is someone who is, 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 is able to, to be honest about who they are, what they've been through, and how it's changed them. They don't want to see you just there. They don't, they, it's all about the glory story. It's not just the glory, it's the glory story. It's the path to get there. All right, so first type of fraud, auction fraud. So internet auction fraud occurs in several ways, but the most common is the, fail, <laughs> is the failure to deliver the purchased item. So Jesus, way back 2,000 years ago, he paid the price for us. He paid the price for us so that we don't have to worry. We don't have to. All we have to do is show up. And some of us 
some of us are neglecting to show up. So <laughs> all we have to do is show up and say, I'm here. I'm here, God, use me as you please. He, he's, he has paid the price for this package. He went online, did the search, and he said, I want you. I want you. He went online, did the search. He paid, no matter how high, he, how high the price was, he, he and someone else were going back and forth on the bidding war. He was going back and forth, just bidding on, bidding on you, bidding on your life, bidding on your purpose, bidding on you. And he said, okay, I'm tired of this. I'm just going to pay the ultimate price. I'm just going to die. I'm just going to give my life for you. And he did that for Greg. He did that for Craig. He did that for each and every one of you individually. He said, I'm going to die for each and every one of you. And all he's asking you to do is show up. Just arrive at the destination. Pay your own postage. <laughs> but just arrive. Just arrive. So you just got to, you got to put in some work. You got to find that, that 40 cents for that stamp to get where you're going. You got to do, so, do some things. But you're bought. You have, you have somewhere to go. You have somewhere to be. You're not just a package sitting in a factory with no home. You have somewhere there you need to be. You have somewhere where he's calling you to be. But because of fear, because of certain insecurities, because of um, something someone told you when you were seven or eight years old, something in your life, because of something, you're not willing to put the stamp on the letter and just hop in the in the dark mailbox and go and go to the purchaser. It's dark out there. It's scary. But you're not able to do that because of something that's blocking you. And you have to trust that because he purchased you, he he also purchased insurance on you. So wow. If you if you die in transit, if you get lost in transit, if you're on your way to him and you die in transit, get some <laughs> if something happens to the package in transit because he purchased you, because he covered you, because he covered everything that or anything that could possibly happen, you're safe. You're saved. No matter where you are. Wow. I just, be, wow. <laughs> it just clicked. He purchased you. <laughs> wow. He purchased you. And if anything happens to me on the way to where he has me to go, to the address he sent me, if anything happens to me, I'm safe because I'm en route. I just said, okay, I'm going. I put the stamp in the letter. I'm trusting you to get me where I'm going. Wow, I'm safe. And a lot of us are afraid to go all in, if you please. We want to keep one foot at home. <laughs> put it this way. Let's stay with this letter analogy. When God purchases us, purchases us, there is no need to put a return address on the letter. <laughs> when God purchases us, 
there is no need to put a return address on the letter. What are we going back to? What are we going back to? If I put a return, <laughs> if times are so hard and I'm so unfulfilled in the position I am now, why when someone who cares so much to lay down his life for me, when he purchases me and buys me and, and just covers me and gives me a place, a, gives a place for me to be, why am I putting a return address? Do I want to go back to where I was? No. That, that's absurd to go back to the place of that pace of pain, that pace, place of pain, that place of hurt, that place of disappointment. Why am I going back there? Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Deserve Speaks. So excited to be presenting these conference sessions to you guys in this format. Um, every week won't be a conference session. Sometimes it'll be a chat with me and somebody else. Sometimes I'll have a guest host. Uh, but every week there'll be a session uh, on the Deserve Speaks platform. So enjoy. Um, next week we'll listen to part two of Fraud Protection presented by Pastor Jason Bolchin. Until next time, remember, I dream, I speak, and I receive victory.